Welcome to Zichur Daf Simanim, member by Ram Goldar, and today Masechus Baba Kama Daf Kuvtes. The ninth parakel goes al Eitzim. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the Mishnah taught that if one stole from his father and swore to deny it, and his father died, he must return the theft to other heirs. The Gemara asks, Nimchal Nafshe, let him forgive himself this payment, since a Mishnah taught that if the victim forgave the robber for the principal amount, but not the Chomish, he need not presume to madai. Yochan answered that they reflect two opinions in a Bryce discussing someone who stole from a Gera and swore in Denala, who died without heirs, where the payment is ordinarily given to Kohanim. If the robbery payment was converted to a standard debt, and then the Gera died, Rav Yossi Aguli says the Gazan acquires the payment for himself since the Gera's assets become Hefker. Rekiva says he must still make the payment, so they disagree if a Gazan may forgive his payment. Ryochan assumes the same Lachokas applies where the robbery payment was not converted to a debt and where the victim forgives the robber. Rav Sheshus objects to this interpretation and instead explain that both Mishnais are Rav Yossi Aglili. Rav Yossi only allows the victim to forgive the Gazlan, but a Gazlan cannot forgive himself except for the Bryce's case where it was converted to a debt. Rav explains that both Mishnais are Rav Akiva. Point number two is taught in a Bryce, Hare Shahaya Gozel Kohen, where the robber of a convert who died without heirs was a Kohen. What is the source he cannot say, Oyova Yossi Kahanim, since the robbery payment of a Ger? goes to the Kahanim of the current Mishmar, Rahu Takuz Yadi, and this robbery is already in my possession, Yeshali, let it be mine, and not be divided with the Mishmar. The Bryson presents two Kavachomers to indicate the Kohen should keep the entire payment, but refutes them, concluding that the payment is divided among the Mishmar. The Maras, since a Pusik, which we're going to bring, teaches that a Kohen may always bring his own carbon, then this Kohen may bring his carbon Ashim, and the robbery payment is always rewarded to whoever brings the Ashim. Ultimately, it's derived through a gazer shava, l'koin, l'koin, from the law of Seahusa, an ancestral field. If someone is makdish's field and does not redeem it, it's divided among kohanim and the mishmar at the beginning of Yovel. Adrasha teaches that even if a kohen bought it before Yovel, it's still divided among the mishmar. And point number three was taught in the price of a nine l'koin shabbat umakrib karbonosav b'kol eis v'kol From where do we derive that a kohen may come and offer his own karbonos at any time and any moment he wishes, even not while his Mishmar is serving. The Pasik says, And the Kohen shall come whenever his soul desires and minister. And from where do we derive that the reward for its service, meaning its meat, and its hide belong to him? The Pasik says, And a man's holies shall be his. The Bryce says that this teaches that even a Balmum who cannot perform a vote himself, and so cannot even appoint another Kohen to bring his carbon, Rather, it's given to the current Mishmar, still retains the meat and hide for himself since he's fit to eat kudshin. So once again, the three points are number one. The Mishnah taught that if one stole from his father and swore to deny it and his father died, he must return the theft to the other heirs. The Gemara asks, Nimchal let him forgive himself this payment since a Mishnah taught that if the victim forgave the robber for the principal amount, but not the Chomish, he need not presume to madai. Yochan answered that they reflect two opinions in a Bryce discussing someone who stole from a Gera and swore in Denala, who died without heirs, where the payment is ordinarily given to Kohanim. If the robbery payment was converted to a standard debt, and then the Gera died, Rav Yossi Aguli says the Gazan acquires the payment for himself, since the Gera's assets become Hefker. Rekiva says he must still make the payment, so they disagree if a Gazan may forgive his payment. Ryochan assumes the same Lachokas applies where the robbery payment was not converted to a debt, and where the victim forgives the robber. Rav Sheshus objects to this interpretation and instead explain that both Mishnais are Rav Yossi Aglili. Rav Yossi only allows the victim to forgive the Gazlan, but a Gazlan cannot forgive himself except for the Bryce's case where it was converted to a debt. Rav explains that both Mishnais are Rav Akiva. Point number two is taught in a Bryce, Hare Shahaya Gozel Kohen, where the robber of a convert who died without heirs was a Kohen.
What is the source he cannot say? Since the robbery payment of a ger goes to the kahanim of the current mishmar, and this robbery is already in my possession, let it be mine and not be divided with the mishmar. The Bryson presents two kavachomers to indicate the Kohen should keep the entire payment but refutes them, concluding that the payment is divided among the mishmar. The Maras, since a Pusik, which we're going to bring, teaches that a Kohen may always bring his own carbon, then this Kohen may bring his carbon ashim, and the robbery payment is always rewarded to whoever brings the ashim. Ultimately, it's derived through a Gezer Shavu, a Kohen, a Kohen, from the law of Seahusa, an ancestral field. If someone is Makdish's field and does not redeem it, it's divided among Kohanim and the Mishmar at the beginning of Yovel. Adrasha teaches that even if a Kohen bought it before Yovel, it's still divided among the Mishmar. And point number three was taught in the price. From where do we derive that a Kohen may come and offer his own Karbanas at any time and any moment he wishes, even not while his Mishmar is serving? The Pasik says, And the Kohen shall come whenever his soul desires and minister. And from where do we derive that the reward for its service, meaning its meat, and its hide belong to him? The Pasik says, And a man's holies shall be his. The Bryson says that this teaches that even a Balmum who cannot perform a vote himself, and so cannot even appoint another coin to bring his carbon, rather it's given to the current Mishmar, still retains the meat and hide for himself since he's fit to eat kudshin. All right, so now we go to Simardov Kuftes, and this one was suggested to us by Jakob Leder from Nof Ayalon, Jacob Selesny from Herzliya, and by Aaron Warso from Queens. They all suggested that Kuftes is a Hatsala kit, a Hatsala kit. So here goes. The Hatzal member who just declared a man dead and was shocked to hear the dead man's son, who had previously stolen from his father and sworn denial, attempting to mimoch himself the payment near the Hatzal kit, where a Mishmar of Kohanim were dividing the payment that was given to them by a fellow Kohen who had robbed the Ger, who subsequently died, across the street from where an off-duty Kohen was on his way to bring a carbon, anticipating getting the meat and the hides. Once again, slow motion. The Hatzala member, Hatzala, that must be more tough. Kuftes, Hatzala hit. The Hatzal member who just declared a man dead and was shocked to hear the dead man's son, who had previously stolen from his father and sworn denial, attempting to mimoch himself, the payment, which reminds us, the Gemara discusses whether a Gazan can forgive a robbery payment to himself, such as in the case where one stole from his father and swore to deny it, and then his father died. So the Hatzal member who just declared a man dead and was shocked to hear the dead man's son, who had previously stolen from his father and sworn denial, attempt to bemoke himself, the payment, near the Hatzal kit, where a Mishmar of Kohanim were dividing the payment that was given to them by a fellow Kohen who had robbed a Ger, who subsequently died, which reminds us, if a Kohen robs a Ger who subsequently dies without heirs, it's the current Mishmar that divides the payment, and this Kohen cannot keep the payment himself. So the Hatzal member who just declared a man dead, and was shocked to hear the dead man's son who had previously stolen from his father, and sworn denial, attempt to be Mocha himself, the payment. Near the Hatzal kit, where a Mishmar of Kahani were dividing the payment that was given to them by a fellow Kohen who had robbed the Ger, who subsequently died, across the street from where an off duty Kohen was on his way to bring a carbon, anticipating getting the meat and the hides. Which reminds us, the Gemara discusses from where we know that a Kohen may bring a carbon at any time, not even during his Mishmar, and that he gets to keep its meat and hides. So once again, the Hatzal member who just declared a man dead and was shocked to hear the dead man's son who had previously stolen from his father and sworn denial attempting to bemoke himself the payment near the Hatzal kit where a Mishmar of Kahanim were dividing the payment that was given to them by a fellow Kohen who had robbed a Ger who subsequently died across the street from where an off-duty Kohen was on his way to bring a carbon anticipating getting the meat and the hides. All right, so now it's time for our four-block-back Hazar. Kufhei, so the Simmerdorf Kufhei is a Russian hacker.
So here goes. The Russian who hacked, a Russian who hacked, a Russian hacker? That must be one of the The Russian who hacked into the thief's computer and discovered that he had stolen three bundles worth three prutos, which decreased in value to two prutos and had only returned two of them, which reminds us, Rabatot, if someone stole three bundles worth three prutos and they decreased to a total value of two prutos and he returned two of them, he must still return the other one despite being worth less than a pruto, since it had a pruto's value when it was stolen. So the Russian who hacked into the thief's computer and discovered that he had stolen three bundles worth three prutos, which decreased in value to two prutos and had only returned two of them, and found a picture of the thief swearing falsely about having stolen chametz after it became Asr Bahana, which reminds us, Rava asked, Nishba Lav Mao, if once swore falsely about having stolen chametz, which had become Asr Bahana, what is the law? Do we say since if it would be stolen from him, he would have to pay its original value and therefore it's considered denying a monetary liability? Or do we say that since the chametz is here and can be returned in its worthless form, it is not a monetary denial? So the Russian who hacked into the thief's computer and discovered that he had stolen three bundles worth three prutos, which decreased in value to two prutos and had only returned two of them, and found a picture of the thief swearing falsely about having stolen chametz after it became Asr Bahana, realized by hacking into a security camera that the reason he swore falsely to deny Picadon was to stall for time and retrieve it from a swamp. Which reminds us, Rav Shesha said, a Picadon, one who falsely denies having a deposit in his possession, Nasalav Gazan, he's become a Gazan through his denial, even without swearing, for unavoidable mishaps which befall it. Rami Barachama challenged him from a mission which lists someone who swore falsely to deny Pikadon as someone who is chashud al a suspect in regard to oaths. According to Rav Sheshes, he's considered a Gazan who's disqualified from swearing through his mere denial, even without swearing. The Gemara answers that the mission's case is where the Pikadon was in a swamp, and his denial was not to steal it, but to stall for time until he retrieves it. When he denies a Pikadon in his possession, he is immediately considered a Gazan. Daf Kuf Vav. So the Sim Daf Kuf Vav is a tightrope walker walking a fine line, a cov. So here goes. The tightrope walker, tightrope walker, that must be on Daf Kuf Vav. Cov, line, walking a fine line. The tightrope walker who told to aid him standing on the platform that it was too late to testify against him since he already sworn denial to a claim. Embased, and which reminds us, Rabuna said in Rav's name, If one says to his fellow, Manu libiyadcha, a man of mine is in your possession, and the defendant denies it and swears, and afterwards Adim testify against him, he's putter from pain because the Pasik says, and its owner shall accept it, and he shall not pay, which teaches, Once the owner has accepted a shvua, the defendant no longer pays money. So the tightrope walker told to aid him standing on the platform that it was too late to testify against him since he already sworn denied to a claim in Basin, walked high above where a thief below who shacked at a stolen animal after Basin had told him to pay the victim, was told he was putter from Dalad Behe, which reminds us where a thief stood for judgment and was found guilty and was told to pay, shacking afterwards would not obligate Dalad Behe. So the tightrope walker who told to aid him standing on the platform that it was too late to testify against him, since he already swore in denial to a claim. Embasedin walked high above where a thief below who shacked at a stolen animal after Basin had told him to pay the victim was told he was putter from Dal the Hay, and saw Shomer refuse to take an oath when his little son claimed he had given the Shomer's little balancing beam to watch, which reminds us of Bryce Darshan's the Pasuk, Kiten Ish, if a man shall give someone a Pikadun, teaching, Eina Sinis Katun Klum, a minor's giving of a Pikadun is nothing, meaning a Shomer would not swear about such a Pikadun, nor pay Kefal for Tolan Tainas Ganov. Dav Kuf Zayn, so the similar Dav Kuf Zayn is Couscous. So here goes. The Couscous restaurant owner Couscous, that must be one Dav Kuf Zayn. 
the couscous restaurant owner who was motive mixes to his creditor because he was not so brazen to deny the whole loan to his face, which reminds us, Rabbi explained, Why did the Torah say that one who admits to a part of a claim must swear about his denial? It's because there's a presumption that a person is not so brazen as to deny his obligation to the face of his creditor. Rashi explains, because he lent him money. Thus, completely denying a loan is believed without swearing. So the Cusco's restaurant owner who was motive mixes to his creditor because he was not so brazen to deny the whole loan to his face overheard four shomrim seated at a table eating couscous say that they only swear when they are motive mixes which reminds us where Bechibarabba taught that the Torah required swearing about a bikadon even for a full denial. Yochan disagreed and said that a Shomer Chinam who falsely swears that the item was stolen from him, he's not liable to pay Kefal unless he denies part of the claim and admits to part of the claim, because the Pasuk says, this is it, regarding the Shomer Chinam's false claim, which is where he pays Kefal. Similarly, Rami Barchama said, the four shomrim of the Torah require partial denial and partial admission to become obligated to swear, but would not swear for a full denial. So, the Kuska's restaurant owner who was motive mixes to his creditor because he was not so brazen to deny the whole loan to his face, overheard four shomrim seated at a table eating couscous say that they only swear when they are motive mixes. When his shomer chinam came forward to pay him kefal after he falsely swore, the couscous supplies he was watching were stolen when in fact he had used them to make his own couscous. Which reminds us of what Bar Yosef says about a shomer chinam who falsely swears the item was stolen. He's not chayv to pay kefal unless he misappropriated it, meaning he used it without permission before he swore. The Torah requires that Shomer Chinam swears that he did not lay his hand upon his fellow's property, which implies that the kefal penalty for swearing falsely, which falls, is where he did misappropriate the bikadon. Rabbi Chir said that Rabbi Yochanan held he's liable where the watched animal is standing by the trough, meaning where it was not used. So the similar Dav Kufches relates to Kach taking, and we use a pickpocket. So here goes. The pickpocket, pickpocket, that must be more on Dav the pickpocket who stole a wall from a rabbi while he was debating whether it's the mammon or shvuah that obligates a ton tainas ganav to pay kefal and not the chomesh, which reminds us, a bright son daf kuvav amonav taught that where a shomer is ton tainas ganav and pays kefal, he does not also pay a chomesh for admitting. Rami Bar asked, is it the money which obligates him in kefal that exempts him from the chomesh? Or is it the shvu which obligates him in kefal that exempts him from the chomesh? Can both payments not be obligated by the same money or by the same shvuah? So the pickpocket who stole a wall from a rabbi while he was debating whether it's the mammon or shvu that obligates the tontinus ganav to pay kefal and not the chomish, and then stole the kefal in the pocket of a shomer who was paid by a thief after the shomer swore an item was stolen and then paid for it voluntarily, which reminds us, the Gemara asks, if the owner sued the shomer to return his pikadon, the nishba v'shilem, and he swore that it was stolen, exempting himself, and then paid for it voluntarily, and the thief was later identified, to whom is the kefal paid? Abai says it's paid to the Baal Pikadons, for since he troubled the owner with the shvua, the owner does not transfer the kefal payment to him. Rava says it's paid to the one whose possession the pikadon was, meaning the shomer, cave in the shilem, for since he eventually paid for the pikadon, the owner transfers the kefal payment to him. So the pickpocket who stole a wall from a rabbi while he was debating whether it's the mammon or shavuot that obligates a tontinus gana to pay kefal and not the chomish, and then stole the kefal in the pocket of a shomer who was paid by a thief after the shomer swore an item was stolen and then paid for it voluntarily, decided not to pursue the shomer who swore an item was stolen since the thief admitted to the theft 
after he was caught and didn't have to pay Kefo, even though he later denied the theft. To the owner, which reminds us, the Gemara discusses a Shomer who swore the Picadon was stolen and the thief was discovered. Then the Shomer sued the thief to return it and he admitted to his theft. Then the owner sued him and he denied the theft and ate him later testified to the theft. Is the thief exempt from Kefo through his confession to the Shomer or did the Shomer's role end when he swore? So the admission was not to a litigant. All right, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do we discuss whether a Guzman's confession to the owner or Shomer exempts him from Kefo? That's on Duff. Kufches. Good number two. Which stuff do we learn that a minor's giving of a picadun is considered nothing, meaning a shomer would not swear about such a picadun nor pay kefal for tone time is gone of that's on daf? Kuvav. Good number three. Which stuff do we learn a shomer should not send money back to the depositor with someone who only has a symbol proving he's the owner shaliach? That's on daf? Kufdal. Good number four. Which of the one that when a Cohen steals from a Ger who dies without heirs, the payment is divided by the current Mishmar? That's on Duff? Kuftas. Good number five. Which of the one, according to Rabbi Chibar Yosef, a Shomer Chinam who is told in is Ganav, he's not hired to pay Kefal unless there was Shlichas Yad? That's on Duff? Kufzain. Good number six. Which of the one, a son who stole from his father and sworn to now and then the father died, he cannot be Mocha the payment to himself? That's on Duff? Kuftas. Good number seven. Which stuff do you discuss what the din is when one swears he did not steal chametz, which is now worthless? That's on Duff. Kufhe. Good number eight. Which stuff do you learn the sources that Cohen can bring a carbon whenever he wants and he gets to keep the meat and hides? That's on Duff. Kuftas. Good number nine. Which stuff do you learn about Amarim who hold the laws of Shomrim require Hodub and Mixas? That's on Duff. Good. Number 10. Which stuff do you discuss whether it's the Mamun or Shvua, which obligates Kefal that exempts from Chomesh? That's on Duff. Kufchas. Excellent. That comes today's year. This is everybody. Ramkotar from Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.